this is an aside from where I was going today, so uh, as many of you may know, um, what is it, the Ohio Lottery, the Powerball, and there's another one, Mega Millions. They've been up to, what, 500 million and 400 million, and 800, <laughs> say that again? Eight hundred fifty. All right. So I, I saw this a few weeks, well, about a week or, or two ago, and I'm like, God, you know, that would be so cool to be able to use that for kingdom purposes. And um, you know, everyone around me was buying tickets, and I went, All right, I'm, I'm going to buy some tickets. I'm going to get in on this action. And and I went ahead and. Uh, I ended up buying tickets for both. I spent like 12 bucks, right? And the first one comes along, and obviously, if you know what the jackpot is, you know I didn't win. (laughs) Um, But uh, the first one comes along, and check the numbers, kind of after the fact. Ah, nothing. Check the numbers on the second one. Ah, nothing. And that that was, the, the second one was a Saturday night. And so the next morning... Um, I did not make the connection at the time, but the next morning, as I'm going to come here, um, Papa says, I want you to bring a wall. I'm like, well, what for? Because I, this isn't a tithe week, you know, because I tithe every other week. Um, all right, well, maybe someone's selling cookies or who knows, but, well, maybe I should just take a few bucks. He's like, no, bring the whole thing. So I get here, and we're going through the offering. And I don't even remember what the offering, who was giving it, what was being said at the time. But I distinctly remember Papa saying to me, he said, you know what? I want you to double what you paid for that lottery ticket, and I want you to put that in the offering. He said, no one else is your supplier. I'm your supplier. And I went, and I empty my wallet. <laughs> Which was significant because I don't normally have a whole lot of money, a lot of cash in my wallet, but, but this morning I did. And he desires to be our supplier. He desires, you know, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. And it, it's enticing, you know, and, and this isn't, Listen, this isn't a, a message against gambling. This isn't a, a, a message against raffle tickets. I buy raffle tickets to support the community and so on and so forth. But it's a statement that, that really impacted me recently. The Papa wants to be my sole supplier. It's something I've known, but stepped out of. And he kind of went, you know, I want you to trust me. Trust me. But what's in your wallet? <laughs> We take those. How can you argue with that? Oh, I recently, as recently as yesterday, read a statistic that forty-two percent of all deaths. In 2020, 
worldwide were abortions. That is approximately 42 million lives taken. That is, abortion is the highest rate death of anything worldwide. And I read that, and God, it grieves me. And it's easy right now, still, to look around, especially when we look nationally, when we look globally, right? We see a lot of chaos. Um, we look in our culture, we look in our, in our politics, uh, education, we look every facet of the seven mountains, right? You know, we are an apostolic center and we're, and we're called, the church at large is called into every one of these mountains, into church, and the media, and the family, and the arts, business, education, politics. We're called to change and to set the culture in these areas, right? We're called to bring kingdom influence into each and every area. And right now, it's easy to look. You don't have to look far to find chaos in every realm. You just don't. You know, I have had, I, I've, as much as I've stayed unplugged from the news recently, I've unplugged even more <laughs> just because I, I needed to. And I still, you still can't avoid it. You know, it still surrounds you. <clears throat> and it's easy to see in all of this the. It's easy to just kind of let that injustice rise up and, and just make you want to lash out at everything that's wrong with the world. It's also very tempting to just turn a blind eye and pretend like none of this is happening and, and, and simply look out for my own interests. And neither is kingdom perspective, but the temptation is there for both. Because there is so much that, that if we allow it to, overwhelms us. A few weeks ago, when we talked about reacting and responding. Um, and at the end of the day, we know we have a responsibility as Christians, as kingdom citizens, to respond and uh, I've given this quote by Bill Johnson reaction gives me a conclusion response connects me to a process right? and that's wisdom it's great wisdom especially in the here and now and everything that, that we that we have swirling around us and then last week Pastor Michelle gave us five points, right? She laid out a, a portion of that process that we're called to. And if we're going to respond, this this is kind of a foundation for, for this coming year. It's, it's a strategy. It's a plan that Papa laid out to pursue hope and vision for the future, to pursue getting over disappointment, to go after now experiences, 
Okay? To uh, don't stop starting. Right? You know, so if, if you stopped in what Papa God has called you to do, don't stop starting. Start over. Continue to start. Continue to press forward. Even if you've gotten knocked back a few paces, we're called to keep pressing forward. Amen? And then love those around you. So many of you know, I've been, well, Michelle and I both have been hit pretty good with uh, uh, just illness, sickness over the last few weeks. And and uh, it came to the point where it, it, it hit me <laughs> midweek, and I ended up taking a few days off. Um, I don't recall the last time I took a day off and did nothing but rest. Um, I woke up Wednesday morning enough because I couldn't. Case in point, I couldn't talk to be able to communicate with my boss, so I ended up texting her that I just wasn't going to make it in. And then I ended up, after I called off, sleeping till noon. And I got up enough to eat, and I went back to bed. This is unlike me. And Wednesday was a bit of a repeat, um, although I was, a, I was a little more absent. Thursday. Thank you. And as, as I've been recovering, and, and thank God for rest, and there's, there's times that we just need to do that, right? There's times that we just need to plant our butt in the bed and rest. Um, but I, I was kind of reflecting on this over the last few days, and I'm asking, asking God, I'm, I'm saying, all right, all right, I know that you don't bring illness. No. That's, he doesn't. That's not his nature. So, the thought occurred to me, and I asked, what's the enemy coming against? You know, what is it in me? What is it that I'm called to bring forth? What is it that is so threatening that you would throw this my way? And I began just to look over the last few weeks. And there are times when sickness is just sickness, and the enemy just, let's listen, he hates us. So whether there's something good coming out of our mouth in the moment or not, he hates you. Because of who you are, you're sons and daughters of the Most High God, and therefore you are hated, you are despised. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But then there's times that there's specific assignments against us. And Papa said, I want you to read back. I want you to look back at the last few things you've been been preaching on, the last few things that have been coming forth. And he highlighted this stuff. And he said, you don't realize the key that I've been pouring forth. And and it's not about it's not about me. I believe this again, this is coming forth, I'm sure through the apostles, through the prophets. But the key being this, we're called to love those around us. And he reminded me of, uh, of the word, you know, that it's not an and or an or, 
but as with. This is the year of the with, where we're called to join with one another. I want to take a moment just, just to focus on this one thing, this last thing that Pastor Michelle shared last week that goes hand in hand with everything that's been coming forth because I really feel like it's the starting point for this coming year. I, I feel like it's so pivotal and foundational for everything we do moving forward in our response. And there's much more, and I, and I don't have the corner on that. There is more corporate strategy coming forth there is more individual strategy coming forward. But I really believe this lays a foundation for what is all to be built upon. As we look at the world, as we look at what's happening, as we look at the chaos that surrounds us. By the way, a bit of a side note. Uh, Apostle Tim recently posted in the Friends of Ark group. If you're not a part of that group, you can go to Facebook uh, type in Friends of Ark. You can look me up and ask to be connected if, if you're struggling to find it. Um, but if you go there, he recently posted a word, and I can't even tell you the name of the fellow who, who was preaching. Can you? David Bart. It's an excellent word. Just an excellent word. It's an hour and four minutes. And so I look at that and I go, um, that's a lot of time. <laughs> like some of you do and you know it is a long time but it, it, it was, there was a lot hanging on it uh, yesterday that Papa said you really need to listen to this so I went and I listened to it and it's one of those things you go not even going to try to re-preach that that's just good it's good stuff and there's so much in there I, I, I strongly encourage you if you want perspective for the coming year, uh, if you want perspective even uh, for where we're headed, it, it confirmed so many things for me uh, as I listened. Things that Papa had spoken and, and then it just added clarity. Um, I, I highly commend this word to you to, to make the time, even if you got to break it into segments. Um, I, I love his take on the lion's roar, uh, you know, running towards the roar. Uh, Give you a little teaser there in case you haven't listened. It's really good. But here's the thing. Love is the foundation in our process. I want you to turn, if you would. Okay? The first Corinthians chapter 12. Starting in verse 15. And I want to read a very familiar passage to you. This is the only scripture that I'm using this morning. Okay? The Apostle Paul, in the beginning of chapter 12, is, is talking about spiritual gifts. And down in verse 14, as he's talking about the gifts, he goes into um, basically, listen, here's the gifts, but here's what they're for. And here is kind of how they're supposed to be used. Here's the underlying goal and purpose. 
And he starts, for the body is not one member, but many. He says, if, if the foot says, because I am not a hand, I am not part of the body, it is not for this reason any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, because I am not an eye, I am not part of the body, it is not for this reason any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? The whole, if the whole were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? I miss my smell. Side note. It's coming back. I could smell my cologne this morning. So, I miss taste especially. Texture is just not enough. Anyways. Now I lost my place. 18, thank you. But now God has placed the members, each one of them, in the body just as he desires. If they were all one member, where would the body be? But now there are many members, but one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Or again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, it is much truer that the members of the body, which seem to be weaker, are necessary. And those members of the body, which we deem less honorable, on these we bestow more abundant honor. And our less presentable members become more presentable. Whereas our more presentable members have no need of it. But God has so composed the body, giving more abundant honor to that member which lacked, so that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. If one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now, you are Christ's body, individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, administrations, various kinds of tongues. Are, are, <clears throat> all are not apostles, are they? All are not prophets, are they? All are not teachers, are they? All are not workers of miracles, are they? All do not have gifts of healing, do they? All do not speak with tongues, do they? And all do not interpret, do they? But earnestly desire the greater gifts. The body of Christ, as we just shared a moment ago, we're called to every facet of culture. But the key is just that. It's as the body of Christ. And I think the first part of our response needs to begin with that. This is not in any way, shape, or form a chastisement, okay? Um, I think when it comes to fellowship, we do quite well. Can we do better? Sure. Absolutely. 
as much as I, I know and am connected with each one of you that I see, and even some of you that I don't see presently, um, there's greater opportunity for relationship. There's greater opportunity for connectivity. And we're called to that. I want to tell you that that is such a key moving forward. We can be the most outstanding hand that the world has ever seen, right? Able to do tricks and this and that, and you know? But without the feet, the hand goes nowhere, and it's very limited. Feet need a little rubbing by that hand from time to time. <laughs> Sometimes the head needs a little bit of a massage. The mouth needs to be fed. So on. Oftentimes we read that and we get the impact, but there's this tendency to separate out the next portion. And oftentimes chapter 13 is relegated to weddings and weddings alone, and it's relegated to marital love only. But it's a continuation of Paul's thought about the gifts, about the body, about the care and nurture of the body. This is how we're called to care for the body. Because he goes on and says, and now I will show you still a still more excellent way. He says this, if I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I have become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. And if I give all my possessions to feed the poor, and if I surrender my body to be burned but do not have love, it profits me nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It is not jealous, it does not brag, and is not arrogant. It does not act unbecomingly. It does not seek out its own. It is not provoked. It does not take into account a wrong suffered. It does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. But if there are gifts of prophecy, they will be done away. If there are tongues, they will cease. If there is knowledge, it will be done away. For we know in part, we prophesy in part. When the perfect comes, the partial will be done away. When I was a child, I used to speak like a child, think like a child, reason like a child. When I became a man, I did away with childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part. Then I will know fully, just as I have been fully known. But now faith, hope, and love abide, these three. The greatest of these is love.
This is the year of the whip. This is the year where moving forward means coming together first. Firmly believe that. And again, this is not a you have issues, people. <laughs> it, it's, it's not that talk. Um, and yet, I can't help be convicted when I think about this. And, and to hear the emphasis that Papa's been putting on this, I cannot help but be convicted to, to want to make sure that I've shored up as many foundations as I can. Because if I'm going to impact a lost and dying world, I need those around me. It's not simply me and Jesus against the world. It's not simply me and my calling. It's me, my calling, and how it connects to you. It's it's me, my calling, and then your calling, and how you connect over here, and so on and so forth. With people who are present and with people who are yet to come. And I don't want to belabor this, but I found it interesting as I I read through this again, you know, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13, says this, right? But now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love. The number 13, when you look at it from a biblical perspective, represents change or signifies change. There were 12 apostles. They lost one. The 13th was change. There are 12 hours in the morning, and then you get to that 13th hour, and it becomes the afternoon, and so on, going from afternoon back to morning. There are 12 months in a year, and the 13th month is a new year. Change. You know, often the world looks at the number 13 as unlucky, right? No, no, it's Friday the 13th. Someone's going to lose a head. Something or other, I don't know. All the superstitions that go with that. But biblically speaking, 13 speaks of change. Here's my admonition to you. You want to change the world? You want to see change in every aspect of culture that we've been talking about? It begins with 1313. I've never seen it like that before. It begins right here. But now faith, hope, and love abide. These three. That's it. Just start with that much. Faith, hope, and love. Not what I possess. Not my debt. Not my faults. Not my failures. Not my successes. In the end, faith, hope, and love. These three. This is your foundation. This is our foundation. The greatest of these is love. The greatest hope we have to offer a lost and dying world is the love that we share for.
and the love that you share one for another within your family impacts your neighbors. And that impacts their neighbors. And that impacts your community. And so on. It's the love of God. You know, you can have a blazing hot coal, right? And it can dazzle you with the eyes and it can throw off heat. You know, you even just get close to it. You can just feel the heat. But unless it's touching other coals or kindling, it has no impact. Eventually it burns out. We are designed one for another. I need the fire that you bring. It's interesting to me that the most impacting thing over the past several weeks, probably a month, um, it's not been the things that God has spoken to me. It's been the interactions I've had with people. All of you, in particular. And just a week or so ago, I, I was over at Jen and Matt's. And uh, I was so impacted. I'm, I'm listening to the two of them talk politics. And if you never had the, that experience, I, I highly recommend it, okay? We were, we were talking politics, politics, and I'm, I'm listening more than anything. And I'm listening to Jennifer, and I'm just so amazed. I'm like, here's, this, I mean, here's case in point, this burning hot coal, right? And I'm like, oh my gosh, you have the, this, this incredible mind of an attorney. I, I've never looked at her like that before, but I'm thinking, God help the man who gets in your way. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I am so glad I'm your friend. <laughs> I need that. <laughs> I need that. And I, and I think, and I've had those thoughts about not only Jennifer, but many of you, and the impact you've had on my life. I need that. Y'all need the heat that's coming off of my life. And at times, I'll be honest, I kind of get a little dim. I lose some of my heat. But then someone comes along and stirs up my heat again. I need that. We need people to knock us out of our comfort zone. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't think so. That's not biblical. I don't need to get out of my comfort zone. Do I really? <laughs> well, either change is biblical or it's not. Because with the love of God comes change. I'm telling you. If you press into this, it sounds like, oh, this is good. I'm going to build relationships. Yeah, that's wonderful. But it's going to bring change. And it's going to, it's, you're not going to be the same. But that's meant to happen. That's God's intention from the beginning. If, there, if there's something that's been resounding from the last several weeks that the enemy's been coming against, it's been this. And I think it's easy to lose this in, in what's been coming forth. But I, but I think if you listen carefully, 
You know, Jennifer posted uh, uh, yesterday, there was a prophetic word in, in the Ark Active page. But you listen to that. You listen to the word that Apostle Tim posted. You listen to other other words and prophets. You're going to find this, I really believe, it, at the key and at the core is the church moving forward collectively. It may not be emphasized in this same manner, but it's the thing that rumbles. <clears throat> you know, it's... It's kind of, it's for me, right now, I compare it to kind of the base, the base of the roar. It's that base part. Yeah, there's there's a little trouble in there, but it's that part that begins to just shake you. It's the love of God. It's our relationship, our connectivity. I don't know how that's supposed to translate. Specifically, something we all have to work out, one to another. I can make suggestions. But even then, I'll be honest, I hesitate to do that because sometimes I'll make suggestions like, well, you should have people over for dinner. But then I don't want it to become a thought where, okay, I didn't have anyone over for dinner over the last two months, and Pastor Fred said I should. And and then there's this condemnation that goes along with, okay, how is Papa calling you to respond to this word? How is he calling you to respond? I don't know. All I know is there's opportunity. All I know is, is you know, it, it may be something that happens today. It may be something that is planned out over the next few weeks. It may be something that just happens over the course of the year. Pastor Tim's been talking about getting a griddle. For the, for the back. Uh, he's got Kevin and all of Kevin's searching. He's got Kevin searching for a griddle for our kitchen because he's been talking and we've been we've been kind of kicking around. Boy, oh, it'd be kind of fun to do breakfast together. Just bring y'all in, cook up some bacon and eggs and, and pancakes and sorry for you at home if you can't make it in. Too bad, but there's a draw for you if you want to come in. Um, we are not doing takeout. <laughs> you want a fellowship? You know, come to our griddle. We still got to get it yet. As I sat down to prepare the word yesterday, none of this came to me until late last night. Every single time that I sat down, and I'm like, all right, what do you want to speak? He just kept speaking body ministry. Body ministry. I'm like, okay, I get it. You want to do some body ministry, but what do you want to say? He said, all right, listen. Body ministry. So, in closing, we want to do some of that. What does body ministry look like? Well, In a nutshell, it's this, right? And I'm not going to get into all the specifics. It's it's, it's the gifts of the Spirit and, and the gifts and how they work out practically affecting culture. But, but body ministry is, you may have a prophetic word. You may have a word of encouragement. You may just have a simple blessing for someone else. I encourage you, before you leave, 
to either give or receive. I want to pray for you and your family, if you're willing. Okay? Um, I, I know that was you, your family was, God put you on my heart last night. He said, I, want, I don't let them go without praying over them. So I'm putting you on notice. Now you can run out the door and that's okay. I still love you. <laughs> and nobody here knows who I'm talking about, at least on the camera, just everybody here. <laughs> But, you know, I, I put the word out to several, you know, several who preach and minister and said, it's just be ready and open for, for body ministry to, to speak what God has. So I want to encourage you, if it's something you want to receive this morning um, and no one is just coming up to you, then, then come on up here and let us pray into you. Or for those of you who who I've asked that of, um, if you have it, just just take it to whoever, to whoever it's for. Um, Michelle's putting a little bit of music on, um, just it, it, as a backdrop. And I just want to take about five or ten minutes. If you have a prophetic word for someone and you want to record it on your phone form so you can send it to them later, great. Okay. Um, but we're, we're just going to take some time and do that. If you're at home, uh, I encourage you, number one, if, if you're a family, if you're with a group, do this with each other. Okay? It's, it, it's not just, we don't have the corner on the market of the Holy Spirit. The same Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in me, but he dwells in you as well. And so God can use you to minister to your family members, to the individuals in your household. And I encourage you to do that. If you need something more, then contact us, and, and we'll send out a word of encouragement. We'll, we'll see what God would speak for you. But I wanted to close things online so that we can just spend a little time and do that. So uh, I'm just going to pray and, and kind of officially release us. And then uh, if you're willing to stick around for a little bit and receive or give, I encourage you to do that. And beyond that, Maybe Papa drops in and says, "Hey, you need to have, you need to go do lunch with someone, or whatever." So you follow his lead, and that might be the ministry. Sometimes it's just that. So, amen. Amen. So, Father God, we just thank you so much for who you are. You are love. You are the God of love. You are just so amazing. We stand in awe of you. We want to be like you. We were made in your image. And we just pray you would continue to transform us into the image of your son, Jesus the Christ. You would continue to break off anything that is not in our initial design. Just let your love come forth through us for one another. And then, Father, let it impact the world. Let it impact those around us. You have all the solutions. Father, we just know that as we press into love, 
that, that you are going to work everything out with that foundation. And so we give you all the glory and the honor and the praise. Pray that you would stir up the gifts right now, both at home and here, uh, to minister to people uh, as we as we uh, go our separate ways. So we just ask all this in Jesus' name.